Welcome to the Big Kickoff Football Podcast with myself, Roy Shanahan, and joining me, it's David Bugle, and from TheBigKickoff.com, it's Neil Dobbs. Stephen Kenny was looking for his first win as Republic of Ireland manager tonight as they face Bulgaria in the Viva, and... He's still waiting. It ended nil-nil in a drab game full of instantly forgettable moments. Neil, this team was missing almost every bit of quality that we have in our squad and it showed tonight. Yeah, I think um, I've seen their report during the week that the unlucky 13 is in the 13 normal squad players that he would have. They're not necessarily first 11, but um, we're, we're definitely on the slim pickings now at the moment. And uh, I felt a little sorry for them tonight because I still think they're trying to do the same ideas. I still think they're trying to play football the way he wants them to play. But, uh, yeah, the quality was definitely lacking there tonight. And that's kind of summed up with the amount of like, misplaced passes, the breaking down of phases. There was just no flow to the game at all tonight. Very disappointing. No. Dave, we'll try to have a little bit of positivity here before we crumble and fall to pieces. Yeah. Uh, when you look back at the Wales game and you look at this game tonight against Bulgaria, what positives can Stephen Kenny take away from the games? Uh, from either game or just over the two games? Oh, oh, over the two in general. There was definitely a bit of a difference in the two games. I know we were missing players since the Wales game, but I thought our pressing was much better considering we talked about last week about how much we were very standoffish against England. I thought our pressing was a lot better against Wales and uh like um, Horgan's press that kind of created a chance for McLean in the first half and a couple of other instances where we were at it. It was a game and it was a real game and the lads were acting like it was a real game. It was more so coming from Sunday and, of course, typical um, stab in the heart in, this, in, in the second half. Tonight now with the constant changes, oh, but not the constant, with the consistent kind of uh, three or four bodies that unfortunately we had to lose today. I found it a bit more lethargic today, so it's kind of hard to really pull too much from today's. But it was more so from Sunday, considering we're playing somebody that we should, who's, as I would like to think, at our level, we were more than... Unfortunately, it, it took the same story. We were slightly the better story, but of course the results doesn't show that. So I would definitely look more so to Sunday than tonight. Tonight was one of them where, I suppose, the best, most positive thing I could say, let's just write that one off. Tonight was just... it was. One of them games where, yeah, we had to play it and that was it. But realistically, we'd have got that called off if we were playing on a Sunday. We'd have have wrote into the league to say, can we do it again another time? I'm looking at the game, Dave. and As we said already, off air, and and we're probably going to talk about now, it it was a dour game. There didn't seem to be much energy in the game. Is this a knock-on effect? Do Ireland feed off the crowd that does be in the Aviva or even the, the couple of thousand away fans who are constantly chanting in the corner is that what the Irish players feed off? Every team feeds off that mate even when you when you'll see it on Saturday and Sunday when the Premier League kicks off again of course Ireland are going to miss the crowd but so are Bulgaria so are Wales so are everyone to be honest um, I don't think we're any different but without a shadow of a doubt tonight's game would have had a bit more about it if we were there kind of 20, 30, there wouldn't have been a that's for sure, kind of screaming at them to get at it. They would have found an extra gear without a shadow of a doubt tonight, but let's not kid ourselves. Like, everyone's in the same boat, so I, I can't, I'm, I'm not saying we're any different because, to be honest, you know, we've been so kind of uh, at a loss over the last three or four campaigns. It wouldn't have taken long before the fans probably would have started to get a bit restless anyway. But, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, we're missing that couple of percent, but which team at the moment in, in, in this current climate isn't. Yeah. Neil, we looked at the starting lineup. 
What did you make of Jason Knight and Ryan Manning coming into the side? Yeah, I thought Manning actually did well, and it's, I, I think of Knight marked down, down here on my notes as, as one of the kind of positives of the night. Um, maybe a little light. Uh, he got brushed off possession a couple of times, but I thought Manning. Uh, I think Manning played left for was left for yeah. on the right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Manning did well. He was willing to get forward. A couple of kind of dodgy passes on, uh, or sorry, crosses um, when he got into the final third. But his willingness to get up there was uh, couldn't be questioned. And that was probably summed up to the fact that he went down with a kind of a cramp by the end. Um, I think he was a good outlet. I think he tried hard. Um, Knight, same thing. He had a couple of bright moments breaking through the middle. I think he was a little more comfortable on the front foot than he was maybe sitting back. Um, but again, from a guy that I, I knew very, very little about, I actually had to Google him to find out who he was. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, on the, tonight's performance, he did well. Um, I think his problem was that he probably didn't have enough quality or enough of the old pros around him. Um, they're missing Hendrick there tonight. Um, Bullhan played. I uh, wasn't really mad on him tonight. Loaded backwards passes. Um, but he needs maybe a little bit more stability where he's coming in with one or two changes rather than whatever it was tonight, six, seven changes. But that's just the way it's been the last few games where you know Stephen Kenny has been forced um, to make way more changes than he would have expected. But um, I thought Duffy and Long did well in the centre. But the two full-backs, O'Shea and Manning, I thought, both uh, complimented themselves. And, uh, you know, they look willing to get forward and willing to get involved. So I think they had a good night's work tonight, the two of them. Yeah, when you, just because you brought Shane Duffy up, when you look at Shane Duffy, some of his blocks are not just good, but they're, they're great. They're world-class uh, defensive blocks. But when he's on the ball, he's looking very slow and sluggish and, you know, even unfit. And he's looking, when when he's passing the ball, it, it, there's no alertness to his game. Are you seeing that or am I just making that up in my own head? Yeah, I, I think there's one thing about Duffy from tonight, I'd say, is that um, the type of game that Stephen Kenny wants him to play, which is to play from the back. Um, I know Randolph got himself into a few problems today, but that's kind of indicative of what's happening to the players that are low in confidence because you need to be high in confidence to take a ball in your own box to size up a guy coming in on you to make the right pass um, I don't ever think Shane Duffy's long range passing I don't mean like the hoop 90 yarders I mean his 40-50 yarders I don't think they were ever great even when he was at you know in, in a good run of form I remember being at Lanza Road a lot of times and he, he, he squared a lot of them over the, you know, he skewed them out over the sideline and into the stands nearly. Like, so you're not even missing by four or five yards, you're missing by about 15. Um, and as a professional, that's pretty unforgiving. He doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look, it's not even his body language. He looks off balance when he's playing a lot of his balls. Um, he played a diagonal today, as in he's on the right hand side and played a diagonal left. It might have been actually out to uh, an overlapping Manning. And he overshot the ball by about 20 or 30 yards. Um, I wouldn't say look I, I think Duffy was better tonight I think he as in he had a more comfortable night tonight he probably just needs games um, I, you know the Scottish scene is obviously going to affect him now when he goes back to his club whether he gets in but uh, I don't think he's too bad off the back of three games it probably didn't do him any harm he needed to play and he needed some minutes under his belt and I just hope he finds that bit of confidence to return to the guy that he was maybe you know a year ago a year or two ago yeah, Dave, he's been left out of the Brighton squad, sent up to Scotland. And the reasons why is, is because we believe that 
he's not fancied as a, a ball playing uh, defender. I hadn't seen that before, yep. but I'm certainly starting to see it now. And there was more occasions. I I wouldn't necessarily agree with Neil that he was comfortable. I thought uh, defensively, I didn't think he had too many problems. But on the ball, I thought he passed balls in behind players. There was one near the end of the oh, game man. where he passed to Manning, and it was it was about four or five yards behind him, and that was constant throughout the game I I, th- I just thought he was very very poor on the ball yeah to be honest I was thinking about this today before the game started kind of this whole Duffy thing now I haven't seen him really at Celtic so it's only a potential theory but when you see guys who are with teams who are near the bottom you know the guys who tend, tend to get bought are the defenders and the goalkeepers because they're the ones who are grabbing the headlines because they're the busiest and Duffy is the type who does what was he good at tonight it was the blocks Mm. That's what he's good at. He's uh, good at the heading, uh, tries to grab the headlines going forward. But you know that's a side. That's a side note. Um, and I'm just wondering now at Celtic, they dominate possession probably sixty, seventy percent of the time, and that's going to show up as weaknesses because he's not going to get to show off what he can do best, which is his defensive uh, side of things. And does he does he lack concentration and his positional sense? A bit like the game against Bulgaria when we when we when when we conceded the goal. And I'm just wondering, and it reminded me a bit like, remember when um, Liverpool signed Mignolet? He was like, oh yeah, good, good keeper, good shot stopper, nice, yeah. but that's because he was busy. Once he went up to Liverpool and he had to show the other facets of his game and the concentration level, he was found to be wanting. And I'm just wondering, is there a bit of that in Shane Duffy? Now that he's up at Celtic, he has to concentrate and, 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 and really think the game through and think about where the danger's going to be. Or does he switch off because they have that much of the ball? And now the fact that Ireland are carrying the ball a bit more it's, it's, it's that, I don't think it's necessarily because he can't pass the ball around, but is does he not have, unfortunately, the final six inches of the top half of his body, which is um, really, is, is that what is lacking? Is, is, is the kind of the football know-how? Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, uh, concentration. I think is probably the biggest thing. And I said, I think mm. he, I think he looks sluggish. I think he looks unfit. There was times in the games mm. in in October where I thought when he lost the ball out, he was jogging back and he wasn't really sprinting back into these positions. I, I'm just not sure. I, I I think that there's definitely something not the way he was. You know, I do understand, and what your point is hugely valid that he's getting more time on the ball, but. There's just little signs uh, around his game. Now, tonight I thought his defensive work, blocking and, and heading was excellent. I did yeah. think that. But yeah, he, he he needs to have a good look now and, and, and see how he can improve on his game if he wants to be part. I mean, he's the captain. So if he wants to k- keep that role going, he's going to have to step up and improve because there was opportunities given to Bulgaria in the first half where they could, they could have broke down, not necessarily through him, but he has uh, he he's got to step his game up so he can start barking orders at, at the rest of the team. Uh, Neil Horgan, is it fair to say that he looked the freshest, the sharpest out of all the players over the three games? Yeah, I, I think he definitely would stand out. He looks uh, he's the type of guy like we're, we're missing like a McGeady or a, a Wes Hoolahan or that type of character to get on the ball and to create something out of nothing. And I think you know. Horgan definitely created a lot more than anybody else. He looks bright. He's always, you know, if you look at him when he pulled wide, he's always literally giving himself a millimetre to get in there. He's turning guys. He's calming the ball. He's making things happen. Um, I quite, yeah, I, I think he's done himself no harm in the last few games in particular. Um, maybe his final ball could be a little better at times, but as far as getting in the place in the final tour and getting up the field, 
He was always offering his support. There was a couple of times in the first half, actually, he could have been put in if they moved the ball a little quicker. Um, his deliveries a couple of times to Collins um, did very well. I know, I think it was around the, the one for the Horgan um, cross for the one where he, he headed it over the bar. So he created quite a lot tonight. I'd say the majority of our chances came maybe Robbie Brady slash Horgan. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think when he switched flanks, he looked capable of switching from left to right. He was cutting inside at times, going outside at times. I think he showed a good range, so he definitely did himself no favours. Or sorry, no harm tonight, yeah. Yeah. Dave, the formation of the team that we're playing now is not really the 4 3 3 that I was seeing in the, in the early games. It looks a little more cautious with the wide players playing a little deeper. I think we've seen that in the first half, and then the second half, he did change it probably after 60 minutes or so where they pushed Robbie Brady on a little bit then and, and, and that sort of pushed the rest of the team on. Is there a little bit of uh, a little bit of fear, a little bit of cautiousness now sneaking into uh, Stephen Kenny and maybe a little bit of um, positivity and uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Confidence, oh, so confidence, oh, yeah. confidence in his ability. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah, um, um, I have. Yeah, there's not. I wouldn't argue with you. That's for sure. Because I did notice there was they focused in on him for a second in the second half, and he's just staring into the pitch. And then there was no crowd noise, so it was like I didn't really hear too much of the man. And mm. I'm not saying he has to be a a Klopp and Guardiola or whoever it is that roars and shouts and goes up and down the line with them. But I didn't hear too much from him, and I'm just wondering. I can't remember if that's his type of style, but is he a cool, calm and collected type of guy and gives the lads the instructions and, and puts the trust on them? I presume that's more his, his style. But, you know, and I suppose my argument to probably agree with you is, as well is the substitution. Oh, last five, ten minutes, like this game, I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative about it, but it was kind of a write-off, you know, a kind of a get-out-of-jail card where you have, a, you have a free reign to kind of try a few things with one or two players and blood them a little bit a la the way Wales have been doing the last couple of games throw one or two of the kids in and give them 20 minutes you know lads go for it roll the dice go for it but it was all very safe safe keeping Collins on to the end it's like Collins did okay um, but it's very much we have to feed him in order for him to show what he can do because he doesn't have the, the, the speed and the pace that Maguire potentially could have had or even Parrot, especially in the last 15-20 minutes because it was a, a, getting a very lethargic game and it's a, a Bulgaria's third game as well. So a bit of pace, a bit of an injection of energy could have maybe got us over the line. Um, but he, like, yeah, so I'd probably have to agree with that kind of thing. Like, there wasn't a bit of enthusiasm from him, I thought, in the second half. And most importantly, I don't think so in, in the lack of change and or the, the, the lateness in the changes. It was a bit disappointing. Um, and I don't mean he has to throw on whoever he wants but like like as in get all the kids or the younger but just something with a bit more as you said the positivity side of things like a real roll of the dice because we needed to win tonight um, to stay in the second pot for the World Cup so I don't think we've done it now because um, Northern Ireland let us down but we needed to win as well so I think we're going to be in pot three so now we've got two teams kind of above us that are it's going to be another really tough 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 task well that last 20 minutes, I don't see why there couldn't have been a bit more of the dice rolls like uh, we've seen before and give it a bit of a lash. Yeah, and I have that down in my notes as well, the substitutions yeah. where Brady comes yeah. off injured after 76 minutes, but he's only coming off because he's getting injured. And, you know, 
you look at a player like Brady who has little football, he's not really being protected here. You know that fatigue is coming into the thing. P- people are crying out for five substitutes over in the British game. And where is he waiting so long? First of all, why is he waiting so long to bring Jack Bourne on? Because for me, I've looked at this team now since the summer and uh, the, all the games that Stephen Kenny has played. And for me, Jack Bourne, anytime he's come on the pitch, he's been industrious and he's the only player in the game tonight that's looking forward. Yeah, only players looking yeah. forward. Why isn't he playing now? Because I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I, I was hesitant about saying, listen, he should play. But now I'm starting to believe yeah. he actually really should play because he is the only one who's industrious and, and looks like uh, opening up, you know, teams uh, potentially yeah. for us to, to score any goals whatsoever. I, I literally, the first note I had on today's game before the, the game started, it, and it's just the same thing, a, a potential wishy-washy theory, but is Kenny afraid to start Jack Bourne? Um, and why is it to, he doesn't want to appease us fans at home or the League of Ireland type of fans, or is he afraid to maybe piss off the English uh, contingent on the side? Would would him playing ahead of one or two of the English boys would have pissed them off? Is he afraid to upset the apple cart with one or two players? Well, as, so you, as, said, as you said, I'm, Dave, I'm as you him. as you said, this is a this is a freebie. He he could have done what he wanted here today because Cullen came on for Horgan after sixty six minutes. I was thinking, well, no, why, why, aren't, why aren't you putting Brady out wide and put, um, and put Jack Bourne in there? Give him the opportunity. He's been around, he's played in Holland, he's been over at City. You know, Cullen's a decent player, but, you know, Jack Bourne is, is, is as you said, we need to go on and win the game. Cullen's not going to be the one who's going to go on and win you the game. Jack Bourne is. So there's definitely something there. Is, I, I think he is yeah. afraid that he's going to get lashed out of it if Jack Bourne doesn't do yeah. what we all expect him yeah. to do. 100%. And, 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 and that's my potential thinking of it, as I said. But I was saying 100% that's what it is. And, and a potential do I piss off one or two of these players who mightn't see the League of Ireland as that much of a league. And if, why is he getting ahead of me? He's only playing over in Dublin with the League of Ireland. But it's like, like, as much as the lads are well aware of who he is and what have you, but, you know, that's the mentality of certain players uh, and, and at certain levels. Um, they, they look at the fact that I'm a prem, premiership player if that means I'm better than him but that's not, that's not necessarily the case as we all know but I'm just wondering if that an element of it because I really was baffled because for the 10 or 15 minutes when he played against Wales apart from that pass which in my opinion I didn't care less because he got rid of Hendrick um, apart from that misplaced pass where Hendrick got sent off everything was forward and everything was trying to break through the lines while the majority of both games whether it be Howard, Hendrick or Brady, when they were coming into the pockets to get the ball off the, the, the fence, they were facing their own goal. They weren't side on. Their heads weren't on a swivel before the pass came in. So all they were going to do was go backwards or sideways. Because of the fact that they weren't looking around or side on, that was the only direction it was going to go. So the majority of the time they did that, that's exactly what it did. And when you're watching football week in, week out, that's what you expect yourself to be able to do. Head on a swivel, swing it round, see what's about and get side on if you think you have then a couple of yards to get forward. And there was plenty of times where they had space, but they were too busy facing the goal and just doing the safety back to Duffy or back to Randolph and back to whatever. For 90% of the time, they were looking for the ball. and It, it wasn't good enough. Well, Bourne, in my opinion, would be the complete opposite. Yeah, no, I'm in total agreement there. And he, I mean, he made the chance for Ronan Cortis, uh, took his time, got mm-hmm. the pass through. Ronan Cortis from the edge of the box, sticks the ball a mile over the thing and I think that's where over the, the goal and I think that's where I suppose that's where we're lacking we're lacking someone with a bit of composure you're dying to see 
Troy Parrott in a position where he will get some service and what he can do because we've seen Collins. Collins is someone who can come on and be physical and, you know, he did okay tonight, absolutely. Uh, But David McGoldrick was the player that linked everything up for us. Now we don't have that. So what is the answer now? Adam Eda, yeah, Adam Eda does decent, but... He hasn't finished, you know. He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't looked like finishing. He hasn't looked like scoring. So there is a few questions, and no doubt now, come around March, Neil Stephen Kenny would have liked to have this win under his belt. He hasn't got it now, so there's going to be an awful lot of talk. He hasn't quenched any fire here now. It's going to be an awful lot of talk come March, and there'll be a lot of talk if he in the first couple of games that if if he doesn't win. There's going to be heaps of pressure on him. Yeah, I, I think he's after putting himself in a in an unenviable position, and the only thing he has going for him is the fact that he has the greatest excuse. You know, you, you, no matter how bad you get or how bad the results get at times, you know, you can the best get out with Jay Card is your COVID, is your players out, is your players injured, and I mean, this is a one-off. We've never had a scenario before where a manager has had such a depleted squad to use. And, you know, that's going to go in his favour to give him that extra bit of time. But when I say extra bit of time, I think you're right. There's a massive gap between now and next friendly. And the pressure now has been ramped up. And I think you're hitting the nail on the head there, as earlier saying, you know, that game tonight, listen, what didn't matter if if Bulgaria had gone ahead of us and we got relegated, you're you're looking towards the next competition, trying to be in the higher pot. Um, He waited way too long to make the solid agreed there again. I was hoping in around the 60, 70 minute mark because the last seven minutes were actually pretty decent when he threw the lads on and, you know, there's a bit of energy up the field, there's a bit of speed up the field, which I quite like. Um, but I think, yeah, I think Stephen Kenny's absolutely, he, look, he was always going to be in a hiding the nothing if he didn't get a, anything tonight. But like 10 hours or 10 and a half hours, whatever it is now, of not scoring a goal, there has to be a psychological effect on your team when this happens. Um, you could see them tonight. Every time we get in with a chance, the devastation almost when they didn't when it didn't score or yeah. didn't go right for them. That's going to multiply by ten by the time they play another game. The pressure to get a goal at any stage in the next game now was multiplied tenfold. And God help us if it goes another one and another one. And you would have never got a better chance to go up against a side like Bulgaria. I mean, they're, they're literally as low as you're going to meet. Yeah, Nick, D- yeah, Dave, who who scores goals for us? Who can score goals for us? You look at the under 21s, Obafemi, he's on the bench for the under 21s. The bench, so, wh- where where does our goals come from? We don't, we don't have an answer for that at the minute, unfortunately. Um, because even with McGoldrick was there, he's not the answer for that either. So, we actually don't have one. And if we say any of the uncles, let's be honest, lads, it's a guess. Um, Parrot's been out now um, I hope he gets plenty of games out at Millwall over the next four months so he can see what, what he's got he obviously showed promise um, Adamida is not really making it at the moment it, it breaking into the first 11 so we can't say it's him uh, Albafaini obviously is not getting much game time obviously people are going to say Connolly but he's kind of more the winger side of things so he'd be more support act but at the moment you'd probably say him but Realistically, as I said, he's a support act, so we need that central striker who is going to get us the four or five and at a push six goals in a campaign that could be the, the difference. Now, we've signed a fella, well, not signed a fella, we've got a fella ratified tonight who's a, a pacey winger off Portsmouth, uh, Marcus Harness. 
he was there and all the gear today up at the stands. So uh, he's got a bit, a bit of pace about him, um, which is much needed. So you never know, he could be somebody that could provide for one of these that we unfortunately are unable to answer. Who is our goal star and go-to guy? Because at the moment, it's a suck it and see, unfortunately. Yeah. Neil, let's kind of just have a quick look. First game in the World Cup qualifiers. Hopefully the FAI do as good a job as they have done in all fairness for every other manager and got the right draw, uh, the right fixtures at the start of the campaign to give us that leg up and give us that sort of boost. We need games that are, are, are not the top seeds. So if we get those teams, we, we could possibly make a good start. Hopefully we make a good start. And I'm going to just do the simple question what team do you see starting that? What is the best team that you would like to see starting now after we've seen nearly every Irish player that's eligible to play? Well, um, well, I think Randolph is a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I still don't know if he's not going to drop his captain, right? I, um, I still think Duffy's going to start. Uh, long as a chance in there, I think your guy is returning that you're hoping are going to return in a hopefully a richer vein of form at that stage of the year, the likes of Seamus Coleman, uh, Matt Doherty, John uh, Egan, Stephen uh, Egan. So I mean, there's four, five guys straight off the mark that That's would have massively improved us tonight. So are we looking at the back line? Um, are we looking at the back line and saying we're happy with our back line? I think, like, I, I just the point is we're making there about the Premier League and the Premier League players. There's a massive, massive prestige when you're Irish and being, you know, when we look at the Irish team now and being associated with the Premier League, right? So, for example, there was O'Shea played right full there tonight. You know, there's not a chance in the, the, the blue depths of hell he's going to get in ahead of Matt Doherty and Seamus Coleman if the guy has the, the, the games of his career for the next 13 games, right? There's a prestige in being in your Everton and in your well, Spurs now for Matt Doherty. You know, these guys are going to start ahead of them and I think when you start picking midfielders, that's why you're going to find, you know, as you're saying, Jack Bourne is going to start ahead of your Robbie Brady's, your Jack, your Jeff Hendricks, your Horan. Yeah, that's why they're going to be there. It's going to be okay. So just 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 hold on there, Neil, for a second. So give me your right full because uh, no, actually, give me your left full. So do you play Matt Doherty or do you play Enda Stevens? You know what I have to say, I, I wasn't mad on Enda Stevens originally when he came in. Um, but I think towards the latter end of last year, but see, he was more playing as a kind of a, an attacking wing back than he was a left ball for Sheffield United. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that may, and the same with Matt Doherty, he did his best work as a right wing back. Um, and now when you see them as full backs, I look at Matt Doherty now where, again, a couple of months ago, they said, Seamus Coleman can forget about it. Look at the form he's in for Wolves. And now I'm looking at him as a right full thinking, uh, Seamus Coleman's going to push him out of sight again. So I think I'd stick with Stevens because he's naturally left. Yeah. Um, and I think he's done okay in his last few games. So right. yeah, I'd put him in ahead of Doherty. Right, and Rifle? Rifle, uh, Coleman is holding on to it. I, I can't believe I'm saying this now. I said six yeah. months ago, I'd <laughs> Coleman off. He was dead, he was finished. Um, yeah. But you know, he just shows that kind of character. He, he's a dogged individual. And he's after coming back to good form. But can Seamus Coleman stay fit? And I don't think he can. I, I think he's at that stage now where 
he's very in and out inside. Every you know, you never know whether he's going to start or not. But he's done well to get back in under Ancelotti, and I think that's a good sign. Um, and I marginally put him in ahead of Doherty. I think Doherty needs to find his feet at Spurs, and then maybe he can take Coleman's place, and, and it can be his. Right, I let you finish off the back line, and then uh, we'll go with Bugo in the midfield. Oh, cool. <laughs> the, uh, I'm going to go for Duffy and it doesn't really matter if Duffy and A and other it, it doesn't matter if it's e, probably Egan e. um, but you know yeah I, I'd say Duffy and Egan but okay. you know it wouldn't but I, I, it's nice to have another alternative in there you definitely need another guy in there you know well uh, O'Shea is, is good backup isn't he you know so uh, yeah. he's done himself not, you know plenty of favours I thought he's done very well since he, he came in and played the last two, couple yeah. of games so he didn't really put a foot wrong so Okay, Dave, because he, he plays now, I think I would go at a three at the back. I think I'd have two wing backs and, you know, two centre yeah, forwards, yeah. get more bodies in the box. But yeah. that's not the way he plays. He plays four, three, three. So uh, we're happy with that. So three in the middle. He, he normally has two sitters and one in front. Tonight, he kind of had three along the midfield. He didn't really have that player until the last 25, 30 minutes when he pushed Brady forward. So... Who who would you have in those uh, considering it's two and a and a one? Who would you consider having in the midfield? Um, right, the one at the moment, and obviously, hopefully, he's quite fit and fresh after his preseason in February. Providing the Rovers, I put Bourne in as the one in between. And um, personally, um, I don't see why not. I wouldn't have him in the middle, sitting back. To be honest, I'd have him in between. Uh, the forward line and the two lads. So I would probably put James McCarthy in there. I think he showed good form before. A few bits and pieces he picked up. Um, Hendrick is playing a lot on the right midfield. And to be honest, yeah, I, I, him and Brady. Brady was better today than he was on on Sunday. Um, but given that, but I don't think they're really the, the, the two guys that should be in there. So if he's sitting McCarthy and... How do you think? What about Knight or Cullen? Or him. Uh, there's Knight or Cullen. There's Malumbi as well. I'd like Malumbi. Mm-hmm. Um, providing he keeps playing, I don't see why not. Because in fairness, um, once or twice I think he was more accused, I'd accuse him of trying a little bit too hard to impress going forward and maybe just take the, like, just relax a little bit once or twice when he's trying to break and you could see he hasn't got the legs to beat somebody and he got swallowed up a few times but the majority of what he was trying to do is what you want to see the others do. So I, I would definitely put Molumbi in the mix as well. So okay. I'd have McCarthy there as a bit of an old guy, well, an old pro to kind of help steady the ship and I do like him and I, I like what he, what he does. So I think Molumbi would have a shot and personally I'd go with Jack Bone, but it's not going to happen, let's face it. No, this is but this, like this is what you'd like to see. I have to agree with you on Molumbi yeah. because I think Molumbi has the legs. He can get himself mm-hmm. around the pitch. As yeah. you said, McCarthy can get in there, sit, read the game. Molumbi would be that yeah. sort of player who, who would get around a little bit more and, and maybe cover the ground. And I'm with you on Jack Bourne because I just, as I said, he's the only one who's looking forward. He's the only one who's seen the passes. So, absolutely. Um, we'll go with the two wide players, Neil. Um, I think Hogan's done himself yep. justice. Um, he'd be one. Um, yeah, I don't know whether you play him left or right side. I think he started on the left tonight, and then he switched. Would you start left and switch? Which? Uh, yeah, he switched to the he switched the to the right, right and he actually looks better on the right hand side. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because he was able to cut in, 
Um, and because you see we don't well, we, we couldn't have a target man tonight. But in previous games with Ida, we, or Ida, we didn't, uh, you know, we weren't whipping balls in. We, you know, we were cutting inside and, and flicking balls in rather than going down the wing, you know, or else they were set back and then we put it in. But maybe that was suiting Horgan, the fact that he was relaxing and then chopping in and giving them an extra second to get set inside. But, you know, Horgan for one... Um, so you've got the likes of Callum Robinson, Connolly, Brady, McLean. Connolly, Connolly was hugely impressive in the one or two games he played this year. Um, as in, he played very well against United. I thought he was an absolute concentrate his pace. Um, I don't think he's a great finisher, maybe. Maybe we'll see that more of him. But he definitely played wider of uh, of his striking partner, so... Maybe Connolly would be someone I definitely want to see more of. Uh, Robinson, I think, yeah, definitely. You know, you've got options there. But it's finding a mix of, you know, as you're saying, who's going to get you the goals. Um, I don't think any of them are prolific. And this is our problem is that, you know, we're still going to struggle, I think, to find a combination or to find, you know, an answer to what way we're going to play. I still think we're, we're not. You were saying there about Jack Bourne. He treaded in maybe two or three balls in the last few minutes where, he didn't look to play that ball at all up until the point where he arrived on the pitch. But the game plan seemed to be to go wide, find the likes of Hogan, find Curtis and then develop something. So would the two lads, would Connolly and Robson do a better job than them two? It's a toss of a coin. It wouldn't bother me either way. They're good options to have. Okay. So you're sitting on the fence is what you're saying. Pick one. I'm very sure. <laughs> pick one. I, I, oh yeah, Connolly. If I'm picking one, I pick Connolly. Okay, so Connolly and Horgan. So at the moment, Robbie yeah. Brady's out with the team and Callum Robinson. Yeah. I, I'm not too bothered about Callum Robinson not being in because I, I, I don't think he's proven that just yet. So I think he still needs to prove himself. Uh, so you have uh, one centre-forward place left, Dave. Uh, spin the wheel, Channel. At the moment, spin the wheel, I... On, fo- on form, on form, you look at what way the games have gone since the summer. We've come into September, October, November. Who, who has sort of done their job? I mean, Ida hasn't done too bad. Hasn't too. First couple of games, he hadn't done anything, and that's no disrespect to him. It was just more the way the game played. Um, once or twice when we did get his legs going, you could see he has a bit of pace about him. But little or no service. So on the goal scoring side of things, unfortunately. And it's not necessarily his, his fault, but he hasn't been able to prove whether he's got it or not. Um, because, unfortunately, we're not creating enough to really say he's the main man or he's fluffed. Like, if he had a, if we had a create chance and he fluffed his lines, we could say, right, he's not good enough off to the next one. But, like I said, it's a spin the wheel. Who do I want more so, I suppose? That's what it is. Um, Neil, and, Neil put uh, Connolly out on the left. Would there be a case to put him up front? Yeah, to fit in. Like obviously, he's grabbed a couple of goals at, at league level from the left wing. So that's the only problem. Will he? He's, he's another unfortunately with Conley. He's another small, wiry centre forward that mightn't. I I fear. I'd, I'd rather. I'd rather put him where he's where he's best. And that's it. Well, I think he actually so when he moment, was playing when he was playing and sc- and scoring goals, he was actually playing centre forward because they were playing two up front and he was drifting out to the left. So he's going into that area. I don't think so. Future-wise, long-term, no. I wouldn't want them up top. Okay. That's just for me. That's just for me. So, so you've got Adam, said, you've Adam Eda, you've Troy Parrott, you have Collins. I'd have to go with Eda purely because he's playing. 
at the moment. And he's and and I, I I look at him in the two in the games in October, and I look at him in the games in November. I actually think he's improved over those two set of games. Mm. As in, his link up play was a lot better in November than it was in uh, October, where he did look like he was a bit bullied in the first couple of games, and and it wasn't sticking. It started to stick. So you know, maybe there is going to be something. Maybe it's a learning up, process. He'd have the, he'd have an advantage over the other lads. So yeah. for that, uh, yeah, let's, let's go with him. But yeah, he, he he has a he has a it's a race. He, he's a couple of lengths on everyone else at the moment. Okay, so our team is Randolph Coleman, right full, Stevens left full, Duffy and Egan in the centre. We have sitting midfield. We have McCarthy and who did we say Malumbi? We're going to sit in there with him because he has the well, legs. Yeah. Jack Bourne in behind Adamida, and you've got Connolly and Horgan. It's absolutely full of goals, and I can't wait for this World Cup. <laughs> 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 okay, listen, uh, we'll leave it at one more question, and two of you are going to answer it. So I'll go with Neil first. Stephen Kenny, the right man for the job, yes or no? Yes, short term. And if he can prove it, yeah. Yeah, I think we have to give him a chance. Have to, you know, we should be promoting our Irish. I think he's the best we've had in quite a while since the Brian Kerr scenario. We have to promote these guys and give them a chance. Um, I think he's getting his chance. I'm happy he's getting his chance. And listen, if it's not to be, it's just due to the fact that it didn't run from. And, uh, you know, I think he's given it his best shot under the circumstances he has. So, yeah, why not? And plus, I don't think we're capable of really attracting anything else. And uh, it's a welcome change from the kind of Trapatoni scenarios where we're not playing proper football. So a uh, step forward, we'll see if we can make another joint step next year. Dave, yes or no? And if it was no, who would uh, who would come in and, and wave their magic wand? For me, it's still a yes, um, without a doubt. But I'll just jump on the now for a split second because I was thinking about it once or twice while you were talking uh, earlier on in, in, in a few instances about whether, you know, a lot of some people, more people are potentially going to turn on him. Like the fact that he has Andrews and Duff there already, there's a ready made kind of interim guys to plug in the gap. So this is just a bit of a side note or a drop the bombshell kind of thing. I think he's in trouble. Like I think not in trouble, but I think he'd be under pressure quite quick if he doesn't get a decent start because some of these big wigs in the FBI could be saying, "Well, he's Keith and, and Damien there to keep keep the the, the ship sailing." If it's if it's not clicking quite early, I I just don't think because of where he's come from, he'll get the same time as say a McCarthy or a Trapattoni or Neil. You feel um, that he, still, yeah. even though they've employed him, they still look yeah. down at him as a, a manager and don't. Well, down so that, him. I just don't think he get the same time that somebody else might. I genuinely do. I think is that not kind of, of the same thing there. though? Is that not kind of a bit of football? No, it'll be bound down to the pressure, like everything else. Look, see these guys up in the board level; they bound down to you or I, That's, and and the press. So if the press and all start turning, they'll 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 turn as well. It's not because they don't really necessarily believe in him. But that's what happens because they oh shit we better keep the the fans happy because they're the ones who pay the bill, and it's the same in in, in the Premier League or any level. Like if we are are are, are the press start turning, he, he'll go a lot quicker I think compared to others. I don't think they're ready to go and pull the trigger on him, but I fear for him a little bit more. That's why my opinion because that's just the feeling I've had from history with the Brian Kerr era and now potentially with this era, like yeah. eleven hours now. I just fear that. If it doesn't start well, a la the way 
McCarthy lost his first two games straight after Saipan he was gone. I just have that fear because a bad start, they might start going, well, we've got stuff in Andrews there to kind of send the flow for the time being. And you never know, it might work out, go down the, the Ryan Giggs kind of uh, uh, only recently retired group kind of uh, uh, scenario instead. But I'm still a Kenny man. It's just I, I'd be fearful that he mightn't get the same time or the same leeway that a bigger name would. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think that they need to keep him on for the World Cup campaign in total. I think if they let him go after two games, they've proven nothing. They've let him prove nothing. And I also believe if you're sitting here this time next year and the things that need to be sharpened, the things that need to be fixed, you know, as we said, pressing more, you know, Mm. looking forward more, if we're still passing around the back line for the majority of, of our game, well then, there's going to be a lot of questions asked, uh, ans- yeah. need to be answered and will be asked, I think, uh, this time next year. So, yes, um, I, you, I'd like to see him get the time. Side out of it, though, right? If you take the England game out of it where we got a bit of a hiding, we haven't had, we haven't been murdered in any game. No. no. So I don't, you know, that, that, that will favour him as far as, we, we've always been in with a show, we look bright, you know, when we if we were getting beaten 3 and 4 nil, you know, like how Jeremy got turned over there the other night, that would be an issue. Yeah, and I'm a, yeah, we haven't been in the game. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm a great believer in, in what he's doing and what he's looking to do. Yeah. And he just okay. needs he just needs for those players to mature quickly that he's bringing in. And that, yeah. I think that's going to either you know have his head chopped or or keep him safe. Yeah. He, they need to mature quickly, and he needs to help them mature quickly. And his team, his backroom staff, need to do that. And I suppose these games are going to be invaluable for them. So, okay, right, we're going to leave it there. Uh, roll on March because uh, you know we it's it's a bit like I suppose pregnancy. Uh, they have the baby, uh, they forget about it, all the pain that is there and they have another one. Well, we're going to make sure we have another one and, and, and we're going to win the World Cup come March. So, <laughs> Right, lads, thanks very much. Uh, we will talk to you. Oh, and listen out for all of our podcasts, uh, cricket, tennis, rugby, football, League of Ireland. It's all on Spotify, SoundCloud. Tune in, Apple Podcasts and whatever other pro- podcast provider that you, you use. Okay, thanks very much, lads.